0: is all about speed and fast results and now broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the atlantic ocean the dream business coach himself jim palmer
1: good afternoon everybody this is captain jim palmer the dream business coach coming to you from the chesapeake bay maryland the very top of the chesapeake bay for the uh summer as you're hearing this we'll be starting to get ready to uh venture south i was just sharing with my guests we're going to be heading down to the keys so that's very exciting Um, I have a very, very good guest today, someone I I know you're going to love because you, my audience, are going to take this guy, Antonio Thornton. He's known as the Profit Engineer. He's the founder of Fearless Impact, which is a global movement of business leaders and passion-based entrepreneurs committed to making a positive impact in the world, affectionately referred to as the Profit Engineer. I got to find out where that came from. Thornton is sought (laughs) after for his mastery of direct response marketing, something I've been doing a long time, and business growth strategy over the last 20 years. Thornton has worked on projects with the likes of Robert Kiyosaki, Bob Proctor, Les Brown, George Pacific, and Microsoft. He's helped more than 250,000 business owners from all over the globe achieve greater profits, faster growth, and an improved quality of life. He strives to help any individuals committed to themselves to making an impact on our world. Sounds like a great guy, Antonio. How are you doing today?
2: I'm fantastic, Kevin Jim. Glad to be on today.
1: Yes, yeah, so yeah. Give a raise to whoever wrote that bio. <laughs> uh, <top laughs> teaser. Like, with yeah, you.
2: that does sound like a pretty cool guy. Yeah, who is that?
1: <laughs> oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> um, so, direct response copywriting. Then you've obviously heard of Dan Kennedy, I, I guess, amongst many others, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, actually was uh, was a student of Dan uh, for Dan's of, uh, of quite some time. Um, spent uh, well over 50k with him. <laughs> so, wow, so I'm very familiar with that.
1: <laughs> I, I I only have you beat by a little bit, but yeah, I came into Planet Dan 2007. Anybody that, I, in fact, Lee Miltier just interviewed me. Anybody who asked my greatest mentor, person, literally responsible for me being able to live this life is Dan Kennedy. So, um, so we have that in common. And the profit engineer. Now, how did that come about? I mean. You and I have been taught we need to anoint ourselves. But did a did a client call you that or did you how did that come up?
2: Well, you know, I always am open to to feedback from clients. And uh, I've got ai got a, you know, some really great feedback, I guess I would say. Ultimately, uh, he said, you know, uh, man, you know, Antonio, we've we'll be working together for quite some time. And, you know, something I really found about you. I said, well, what's that? He says, you're a nerd. <laughs> and I said, well,
1: jeez, that's but, the you know, compliment, right?
2: <laughs> exactly. I'm like, wait a minute, should, should I be thanking you for that, or or smack you in the side of the head? You know. Yep. So he says. Uh, he says, no, man, I really do appreciate your your approach and the way you you go about doing things. Um, you know, having and, and and having an engineering background, I tend to work from frameworks. I tend to work from systems, and 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 that's what he said. He says, I can appreciate your approach. He says. You know, when you, when you're looking at my business, you're like an you're like an engineer uh, for for my for my profits. You are you, you, like a profit engineer. Oh, <laughs> so,
1: isn't that awesome?
2: Yeah, man. So it was it was pretty cool, and and it just and it just kind of stuck from there.
1: That's so crazy. About 15 years ago, right after I discovered Planet Dan Dan Kennedy, and. Um, I was reading the book, No BS Wealth Attraction, where he says you have to anoint yourself, give yourself a handle, you know, a name or whatever. Right. And uh, my main business at the time was newsletters. I produced newsletters for companies. And I I was producing, what am I going to call myself? And right at that time, I had a client, brand new, first, first newsletter mailed. And I always said, look, it's going to take three or four issues, so be patient. First one mailed, he got two new clients. He was like a sales uh, coach. Nice. And he calls me up. And, um, I won't say what he said because he's a, he, he kind of looked like Kojak, big bald Italian guy with a very big mouth for, for sailor language, which you think, I'd, but he goes, Hey Palmer, you're a F a newsletter guru, man. <laughs> so I, I dropped the F and went, I, that's how I became the newsletter guru. Nice. So I'm always curious with these handles and profit engineer. There's, there's, that's a, that is a pretty cool handle. So did when, was he an engineer, or did he say you're an engineer, or you approach it like an engineer?
2: Yeah, I, I have an engineering background, and it's primarily in systems engineering. I, you know. I, I love computers. For every you know, I think my first computer I got was a Tandy 2000. Uh, just to let you know how long ago it was, and I, I fell in love with it. And while most kids were out playing baseball, I was the nerd inside coding, basic, uh, etc. You know, and learning, teaching myself those things. Even my my first website, I I wrote uh, by hand because I couldn't afford. And you'll appreciate this, Jim. I couldn't afford Front Page. Uh, at the time, hmm. which was the web development software yes. that Microsoft came out with. Um, I couldn't afford a front page at the time so I actually wrote my first website by hand using notepad. Oh my um, god so you know that's that's kind of the background that I come from. so I bring that same knowledge that that same way of thinking, that same philosophy to uh, to business and and, and profitability. So when did you become an entrepreneur? Well, f- let me
1: back up. Did, so did you go to sc- college for engineering or, or did you have a uh, corporate background that you, you ditched the suit from? <laughs> How did your entrepreneurial journey begin?
2: Well, um, th- I have to kind of tell you two separate stories to kind of really start with, with to, to answer that question. Uh, my, my real entrepreneurial journey started when I was about 13, turning 14 in middle school. I, I started selling candy. And it and that came out of just a need I found, you know, I would bring candy to school. Friends would ask, hey, you know, can I have a bite of that or can I have, a, oh, yeah. you know, so I would bring one or two extra ones and then people say, hey, can I buy So I'll sell it to you. So, you know, I, I pretty much so, sold it to them at, at no cost. Initially, you know, I, I paid whatever then I sold it to them for the same thing. And I said, well, wait a minute. You know, I'm taking the time to do all this stuff. So I should make a few bucks from this. So I started selling candy. So it made me a few bucks, and then it it supported my candy habit, uh, which was pretty awesome. Then it got to the point where people were asking for more in candy, and then more and more candy. So then people were asking, "Hey, listen, I've got two people in my second period class uh, who wants this. Can I give them that?" Blah blah blah. So I then started recruiting people to sell candy, and it became this huge, huge thing in school. Um, and and I and I didn't even know this at the time. I, I had my own USP. I had my own unique selling proposition at the, you know, ripe young age of 13 years old. One of the things I did was I brought my chocolate, my Kit Kats, Snickers bars, and Reese's cups. I brought them to school in a cooler. Ooh. Now people say, "Well, why? What? What? what you know, why is that such a big deal?" Well, here's the thing: most other kids who sold candy sold the exact same candy I sold. But because I brought my chocolate to school in the cooler, the chocolate was obviously cool. And mm-hmm. by the time lunch hit, I had pristine chocolate where theirs was melted and sticky, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So I was able to sell my, my, my Snickers bars, et cetera, for a dollar where everyone else was selling them for 50 cents. So, you know, I didn't even know at that time I was, you know, I had a, a unique selling proposition and that was really where I got started. And I did so well. I was doing about anywhere between twelve and thirteen hundred dollars a month at that time. And I was doing so well, I ended up getting kicked out of school. They thought I was selling drugs. They, they wouldn't believe that I was selling candy. They thought I was selling drugs. It was it was it was insane.
1: Oh, my gosh, that is crazy. So <laughs> I love the story, by the way. When did you then become an entrepreneur in as an adult?
2: As an adult, I, you know, I tried several things as a kid and I, I answered uh, an ad in the newspaper. This gentleman was looking for a salesperson and uh, and I, I I didn't know much about it. I went to the uh, I went to the I was let's see, 17 years old. You know, I was about 17 years old. And I went to to go uh, for this sales position and he and I got it, got to talking and he, he wanted to start again. I know I'm dating myself here, but he wanted to start a beeper. And cell phone company. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. I know some some listeners are probably like, what is a beeper? Let me Google <laughs> that. <laughs> right. So yep. um, so he was starting this company and he says to me, He says, Man, you know, you you really got some initiative and I like some of the ideas that you shared. Would you like to partner with me on this? And that was my first legitimate business venture, uh, as I guess I'd say as, as a young adult and I really been an entrepreneur ever since then. Now, you know, I'd had, you know, a full-time job here or there, but the, the reason why entrepreneurship is so ingrained in who I am is because I am a horrible employee. I'm a horrible employee. So to kind of go back to your, to, to the question that you asked him about, you know, how did I, you know, was this corporate background? So it was kind of both. So I, I did work for a couple of large corporations because I, I taught myself Windows. I taught myself um, Microsoft server, uh, Windows Server. I taught myself those things. So I became a systems engineer uh, working for a couple of these companies. But I got fired because I just don't do well as an employee. And my very last job, Stephanie, I remember her. She brought me in the office and she says to me, she says, uh, you know, have a seat. And I sat down and, and she says, listen, um, I've, I've got to tell you, you are probably she says no let me take that back you are the worst employee i've ever had
0: <laughs> nice. and i'm like whoa
2: geez you know it, you know way gre- to soft pedal it <laughs> thank you exactly you know g- you know grease me up a little come on so, so she says um she says now with that being said you're the best technician i've ever hired as well and i said okay um i don't know what to do with that she says well here's the deal um we have to let you go because you just don't work in this environment. She said- You don't
1: color within the lines, Antonio. Absolutely.
2: that's the, That was literally what she said to me. She says, you, you do amazing work. She says, you literally run circles around my best guys, and it blows me away how good you are in this space, but you're not a company man, and you just don't do well in this environment. And I'm gonna give you you know, some really big advice here, and I really hope you heed it. She says, never apply for a job ever again and i never did after that and i've been an entrepreneur ever since then
1: i usually ask people what's the most important advice you i I think you just said jennifer gave it to you right there unless there's something better
2: well there there's a few other things (laughs) but okay i will say as as it relates to my business life that that advice that stephanie gave me was incredible it it was um it, it completely transformed my way of thinking about myself um, you know, to have someone say that I was the worst employee, but also the best technician, uh, it let me know that you know you've got the skills, but there there's a there's a process to doing this thing in the corporate world, and there's a different way of doing it in the business world and entrepreneurial world. So I got really good at business from from there on out.
1: Antonio, how did you get into direct response copywriting? I mean, that's that's a kind of a unique aspect of marketing in general, right? I mean, it's it's who, who wh- what drew you to that?
2: Yeah, that really came by way of just human behavior and psychology. So I've I've always been a psychology buff. Um, you know, even when I was a kid, I they they I was nicknamed the professor. People would come to me with their problems and talk to me. And I, and even as a kid, I would I was able to see things differently, give them different points of views and different perspectives. So. That, that, and that came directly out of my love, my desire, my, my insatiable passion for understanding human behavior. So through understanding psychology and also being an entrepreneur, they just kind of melded together. And then there was this guy who just kind of floated up. I remember getting a, a piece of mail. It was on kind of this off white color, weird colored um, paper. And there was this guy sitting on top of a bull. And I'm like, this, <laughs> you is. know, this mutton, mutton chops. And I'm like, who is this guy? But here's the thing. I read that sales letter and, and I'm, and I'm, it, it, it hurts my heart that I don't have that letter anymore. I lost it in, in some things that occurred in my personal life, but I, I read that letter and I got to tell you, Jim, it was like reading a love letter. It yes. was like a love letter for me. You know, it wasn't just a, you know, oh, you know, I'm buying this thing. It was, I was I was literally falling in love and and that's what got me exposed to the, the Dan Kennedy world. And yes, I, I shipped in my 497 check uh, at the time because, mm-hmm. and, and guys, checks are a form of money that we used <laughs> back in the day, right? So Yeah, there you go. So I, I mailed that in through the U.S. Postal Service and, uh, and that started me down my journey of direct response copywriting.
1: You know, Dan is such a genius at that. I mean, I've literally spent, uh, you know, I, if I was to add it up, it's probably 70, 80 grand on his programs and courses. And, there, and, you know, there was one that came out. It was about three or four years ago. The only way I know this is because was, I was still in my home office. About, so four years ago, you know, every uh, spring, summer, what, he does a, a, a program, a big program. And I'm but I would always watch the uh, the video. I think at the time Dave D was interviewing him or right? mm-hmm. and um I'm like I just want to watch it because I like listening to him. Right. And I, I certainly don't need it. In fact, I probably have it all in just different package, right? Or <laughs> right. and somebody actually he took a question. Somebody says, Dan, I have almost everything. Why would I get this? He goes, Well, the truth is this program whatever we call the time is a combination of all of those things but here's why you want to have it i go oh nice transition yeah. and he goes uh, it's i put it away that's very logical and he just gave all these different things i'm a son of a gun i spent two thousand more dollars and i bought something i probably already had three right. times over and it's not that he was being devious but listen you know as dan would say there's only so many ways you can teach you know three-step marketing or you know three-step right. letters so you you know, people stay with you because you deliver value, you care, et cetera. Anyway, I think it's fascinating that, um, that we're we're both students of Dan Kennedy. I know time management is big for you. Antonio. I think I was uh, reading somewhere. You have a program called time bank. Can you, the one thing I know about entrepreneurship from my, my previous, uh, incarnation as an entrepreneur, I'm still an entrepreneur, but I've managed to whittle my schedule down to three days a week. And, um, for the people who are still like busting up 80 hours a week and you know whether they're loving it or not talk a little bit about time management as it relates to owning a business.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Jim. I you know, Time Bank, I'll just tell you the quick story that uh, of how Time Bank kind of came about. Uh, there were two major occurrences in my life that that really helped, you know, create Time Bank and I call it the Time Bank GPS system which stands for Growth and Profit System. And you know, I was thinking, you know, think back to, you know, time I was going through a real challenge and you, you, this name may, may sound very familiar to you. Um, I, I was able, I was fortunate enough to, to, um, I guess, attract a mentor, Jeff Paul. Yes. Uh, but I was, I was going through a really, really rough time and Jeff had contacted me, he says, Hey, man, you know, we're, I'm coming to the Vegas, I'm coming to Vegas, we're, we're, um, we're gonna go out to dinner and I want you to come. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. You know, I mean, I literally, Jim, I looked over at my bank account. And I had $187 in my bank account and I know Jeff likes to spend a lot of money. I'm thinking, man, you know, I'm not going to be to go. So, um, you know, so I'm like, yeah, okay, Jeff. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. So yeah, sure. I'll go. So I'm thinking, okay, I got to try to get some money together so I can go out to dinner with these guys. So you don't
1: want to uh, order a salad and everybody else a steak. Right. right exactly.
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll just have more bread, please. Can you bring out yep. more bread? <laughs> <Is> it, <laughs> so, bring out the free bread. You know? yeah, exactly. So, you know, so here's what ends up happening is a few of us got together. He had this van and we were we were on the way to the restaurant. Everyone's in the in the van talking about their successes. You know, yeah. You know, we did this thing. We just did six figures, you know, this launch we did, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I had no, you know, success stories to uh, report. And it kind of came around to me and I say, hey, you know, Antonio, how's everything going with you? And I sat there quiet for a moment. And Jim, I, I, I still feel it now, I st- the, the, the pain and the emotional trauma that I went through holding back my tears at the mm. time because I felt like such a failure. And I was just going to lie and just say, yeah, you know, things are great and blah, blah, blah. But it just, I, I couldn't say anything. So I just took a deep breath and I said, things are pretty shitty right now. And, you know, everyone kind of stopped and looked around. It's like, well, hey, what's going on, man? Tell us what. And, and, I, and I went in to explain and said, man, I'm working all these hours. I'm putting in about 14 hours a day, some days on 16, 16 hours a day. And I'm grinding, man. But I'm, I'm, I'm barely making ends meet, right? And I even said I wasn't even going to come to this thing. I only have $187 in my bank account right now and all this other stuff. I'm, I was going in and, and it took everything to hold back from crying. So I, just, I just didn't I couldn't do that. But I was I was there, man. I was there, Jim. I was I was a yep. wreck inside. So Jeff says to me, "Okay, what are you doing?" So I kind of mentioned a few things what I'm doing. And He says, "Well, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you what to do, and it's going to completely transform your business. Um, and I will tell you this under on, on under one circum, uh, one circumstance." He said, "I said okay, just just one condition." I said, "Okay, anything." You, if you tell me to jump out of this van at 60 miles an hour, that's going to do it. I will do it. You tell me, I will do it. He says, all right, one condition. You do the thing, no questions asked. He, dude, yes, I will do it. He says, these were the three magic words that changed my life, Jim. He says, sell more shit. And I said, well, no, 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 no questions. No questions. I question. thought
1: there'd be more than that. <laughs> right. That was it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that was it. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal, Jim. Later that night, we went to dinner and at table, he says, okay, Antonio, I'm going to let you off the hook. I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. Oh, my God, thank you. Yeah. He says, here's the deal, man. Um, all the stuff that you mentioned to me in the van, all the things that you're doing, none of that stuff is revenue generating. He says, this is what I want you to do. He says, I want you to write down every single thing you do. And when you write down, when you write this thing down, I want you to write down whether it's revenue generating or not. That's it. He says, it's going to be the most miserable thing that you do when you do it, but I want you to do it for a week and I want you to tell me the results. So I I took it on and I did ask a few more questions. He did answer. He's just, you know, he said, but what it boiled down to is this, Jim, most entrepreneurs are busy, but busy does not equate to productive. And I'll take it even a step further. Productive does not equate to profitable. So whereas some people are doing things all day, Those things are not what we like to call now RGAs, Revenue Generating Activities. So what I did, Jim, for that next seven days is I did exactly as Jeff said. He says set a timer for every few minutes, write down everything that you're doing, whether it's revenue generating or not. And for that first couple of days, literally 100% of the stuff I was doing was non-revenue generating.
1: I know. Yep.
2: You know, I'm setting up websites, I'm writing this thing, I'm doing that thing, and making this on this webinar, on that podcast, whatever the case, but none of those things were actually revenue generating. And what that did was it made me aware that okay, I've got to focus on things that make money. So I started focusing on the things that make money, and that's where the whole phrase came from. Sell more shit. All right, that's where it came from. You if you sell stuff, that's it. If you focus on selling things, you will make money. And that's exactly what I did. Ten days later, I had ten thousand eight hundred dollars in my bank account. Wow! Just that simple. Just that quickly. So you know, I I, I totally get
1: that. Mm-hmm. Um, I pre-pandemic, I put on a three-day event called Dream Business Academy, and um, we did it eight times. It was very successful for me. But one of the messages I got across said, "Look, even though you're here." There's a very big danger in the fact that you're going to come to this event and then you'll go to another one and another one. And each one of those events holds this magical um, power over you thinking, that's what I need. When mm. I get that, then I'll turn the corner. Then I'll do it. I, I didn't say sell more shit, but I said, listen, you need to focus on revenue generating activities, just like, just like you said there. And I don't care what your office looks When I started, I was in my dining room. On an old Acker computer, right? <laughs> I mean, I was so scared that people are going to say, "Hey, I want to come meet you at your office." And no, I'm going to take you to lunch or breakfast. Right. Your call, right? Right. And and um, it's, it's you. You must generate income. Revenue solves so many problems. Absolutely. You know, I've oh, I've got like four minutes. I'm so. Ticked off that this time has flown by. I mean that in a good way. I'm not calling you a nerd. Where's the compliment? <laughs> that the fact of the matter is, this has been an outstanding conversation. I would love to get you back in a in a couple of months, Antonio. Um. So t- so th- that's very very good information. I'm going to share a quick story just to re- uh, relate. So I started coaching in 2009. Two years later, I was doing okay. I think I had 12 coaching clients, but I wanted like 50 or 60 or whatever. And I got myself in this high powered mastermind, and some of the two of the top coaches that were in this. Mo- I, I was like I was like, um, I can't think of a clean way to say this. So I was I was just pooping my pants the whole flight out to California, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and I was so nervous because two of the people, they had multi-million dollar coaching programs. And I knew I needed to be in that room. I didn't want to be the smartest person in the room or otherwise I'd be a failure. So I got in there and luckily, um, so I, I proudly said, this is what I did. This is what I've done, blah, blah. One guy says, you know what, Jim, I'm going to ask you a question. I know, I know you want to have a successful coaching program, probably like, me or some of the other people in the room. but And I'm aware of what you're doing to market your, your program, but I'm also aware of what you're not doing. So, the question I have for this is, how do you feel entitled to have the same kind of success in coaching that me or some of the other people at this table have, yet you're not willing to do the things that have been proven to be successful? How does that work for you, Jim? Wow. And Antonio, I turned 50 shades of fire engine red and I all the way home. I'm flying home. I don't even remember how I get out of that, but I pro- they let me off the hook, or I said something stupid. All the way home, I said nobody, nobody ever is going to put me in a position of me feeling like a complete wuss, right? right? And I I became a speaker. I started my own events. I started writing books. I mean, I started doing all the hard things. Right. But I also started closing sales, raising my prices. I just if if they if I saw them doing it, I did it. And um, you know, there's there's a big lesson there, right? So. Um, Antonio, we've only scratched the surface, but I want to, I, I know you've got a, you've got a website and a program. I, I know you got a book on Amazon. I was checking that out. How can people learn more about you and connect with you? And and again, I, I really want to get you back at some point.
2: Yeah, Jim, again, I'm, I'm glad to be here, man, for, for sure. So what I, what I'll do is the, the best thing to, to reach me is, uh, is you can go to get tiebank.com DBR and this dream business radio. So get timebank.com slash dbr and um i've got you know a free gift right there for for your uh thank for you. your listeners and um and and they can find out more about time bank there as well so get
1: timebank.com forward slash dbr yes great i'll make sure i i uh get that in the page as well when, when the show goes live um man you've had a a, a really amazing career and to to have the likes of dan kennedy jeff paul i can't imagine who else was in that van i can't imagine i probably know all the names you you probably do (laughs) yeah but hold you know real quick you you really brought back a story being invited to dinner you know when i when i um did my first uh Glazer Kennedy event where I exhibited you know no hassle newsletters as the newsletter guru I was so scared people are gonna walk up and laugh newsletter guru oh my god ha ah, ah, ha ah. right? right and and but there I, I paid my five grand Bill Glazer wanted five thousand dollars for a 10 by 10 piece of carpet wow. <laughs> and I exhibited and I was I was already in debt and Antonio people say well I don't have the money to go to that you know what I did I took one or two boxes I can't remember of instant oatmeal and 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 uh, I don't even think there was a coffee maker. So I just would, however hot the water was out of the sink, I had oatmeal for breakfast. If people wanted to go to lunch, unless I thought it was really, really, really important. I said, you know, I've I've got a conference call and I shot up to my room and I ate oatmeal. I literally cut my food bill down to about five bucks (laughs) instead (laughs) of the $12 eggs and the $42 ham sandwich, you know, there's a way to do it, man. Thank you so much for being on uh, Dream Business Radio, Antonio. I, I really appreciate your time today.
2: Well, I appreciate being here, Jim. I'm, I'm glad, and I hope you got, your listeners got some value from it, and I'm definitely looking forward to coming back soon.
1: I know they did. And remember, folks, sell more shit. There you go. <laughs> that's, the <big> li- <laughs> that's the big line from this show. Absolutely. Hey, it is, thank you for this uh, wonderful program This with my special guest, Antonio Thornton. He is known as the Profit Engineer. Again, connect with him at GetTimeBank.com forward slash DBR for dream business radio. I'm getting, you can get connect with me at getjimpalmer.com. There we go. URL, getjimpalmer.com. If you're interested in my dream business mastermind and coaching program, which would be a phenomenal decision on your part. That is dream biz coaching, coaching dreambizcoaching.com. But until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach, and you take good care.